Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the clubhouse. This is episode 63. Pat, do you have any headphones? I do not have any headphones. Alright. Well, I don't think it's too bad. I don't know. It's like there sometime. We're working through the technical difficulties, folks. We're sorry. We're, uh, we're rocking our first real live show. You'll be able to see us here live on Twitch for the first time. Our first live show did not go well. But um, <clears throat> we're, uh, we're working on uh, adding a little live show portion here, like I was saying. So this is episode 63, the Gene Upshaw episode. So shouts out to Gene. Uh, major player there, major NFL player. And uh, sitting next to me, well, on my far right here on the screen, Big Dill. Dill, how are you? Good, good. Starting to learn about where I need to put my hands so people can see my gestures. Got to figure that out for sure. Yeah, with the paws up. Paws up, sweaty palm time. Just getting things ready. Sure. Ready for a good pod. Good stream. In the middle of this Cincinnati sandwich, if you will, is Mr. Doge, all the way in Cleveland. Doge, how are you, bud? Splendid. Excited <laughs> to be talking about some, some returning sports and, uh, and getting this live content out here. Heck yeah, man, absolutely. So, uh, we brought on another guest here, uh, Mr. Patch Butler. Brother of mine, MLS expert, FIFA expert, Twitch live streamer as well. You can find him at Patrone. Patch, how are you, buddy? I'm doing fantastic. So happy to be here. Um, just excited to, for sports to come back. Absolutely, we're we're very pumped to have sports back. It's good to uh, good to have you on uh, on the pod. You know, we've had a little pick and roll report action. We've had you on before, but. Uh, we haven't had anything to talk about for a while, so it's exciting to have you back, like you said. But uh, first thing we got to do before we do any show, uh, just because we're not trying to get hurt, we're not trying to get injured here, is we we got to warm up. So I'm going to pass it over to, uh, uh, you know what, Dill, I'll give it to you first. You look like you need a little extra stretching today. What do you got? There's so many different options now. I mean, <laughs> with, uh, you know, Patch on the call, Doge as usual, you as usual. Myself. A lot of hot hands to feed. A lot yeah. of hot hands I mean, to this, feed. This could be a lengthy warm-up. No, it's not going to be. Of course. But mine might, just because that's how it normally goes. So, I'll keep it quick. A little basketball, a little soccer. Uh, J.R. Smith. J.R. Going to hang out with LeBron. Well, the meme team is complete, dude. <clears throat> So, uh, J.R. Smith is supposedly joining the Lakers um, simply because it looks like a pickup over Avery Bradley not making it or uh, choosing not to head right. down to Orlando. So, this is a good little shift uh, with J.R. Smith. So, right. Absolutely. It'll be cool. Good for J.R. We were actually watching some NBA highlights and saw you know how he just jumped out of the gym back with the Nuggets. Um, we've also seen some other good J.R. Smith plays in the finals with the Cavs against the Warriors. Maybe a no-look alley-oop here and there, or a little bonehead, I'm going to dr dribble the ball out because I think we're winning. Um, and then as far as a little soccer, Messi. Messi? 700th goal today. Wow. So, 
impressive feat for him. And uh, other than that, I'm I'm quick on my feet right now. I'm warmed up. He's quick on his feet. I like it. He's ready to go. Yeah. Um, uh, Pat, we'll let you go next here. Um, just give a little warm up here. Give us a sports topic that's going on in sports or something recently that you've heard um, that's been piquing your interest. Yeah. So um, I'll give you a little two piece warm up. We'll have a dynamic and we'll have a uh, um, just a static warm up here. Sure. So for the first, uh, we'll go with uh, we'll go with the Brooklyn Nets and Kyrie Irving. Um, just seems like a black hole follows Kyrie wherever he goes. Nets now have two players with COVID nineteen. What um, looked like a possible super team at the beginning of the season is now one of the most um, dwindled down teams um, that are just going to be playing in in Florida for uh, the rest of the NBA season. So mm-hmm. um, just. Shout out to Kyrie for bringing the black ball with him and taking the Nets organization down the tank as they were on the rise again. Um, and my other one, I'm also going to go Messi. Um, he scored a 700th goal, but he was unable to uh, surpass Sunderland's total team goals for the whole ten-year um, period, period so far. So although he got 700, he still couldn't outscore the whole team at Sunderland. <laughs> That's a tough feat to do. So maybe he can he can... He can try for the next decade. You never know. Sunderland, you you never, you never know. All right, I'm going to go. I'm going to hit you back, Pat, here with a little warm-up after your static dynamic here. Um, It's a little Nets-related, so that's why I got to go back-to-back here. Today, ladies and gentlemen, today is the final day of the five-year, $98 million deal. Wow. That the Nets made with Darren Williams that they have, they have, will not be paying for. So tomorrow they get to wake up scot-free. No more Darren Williams on their roster. And if you're asking, wow, that seems like a pretty long deal and a lot of money. How long did he play on the Nets? They literally cut him the year they signed the deal, I believe. 2015 is the last time he played for the Nets. 2017 is the last time he played in the league. So for the past three years, he's just been getting paid to do nothing. So keep getting them checks, Darren Williams, even though... You can't get him from the Nets anymore. A lot of money. That's a ton. To, like, Lots of money. And he's not even... He's gee, Good for the Nets. We got, we got to love him. Um, Doge, last but not least, as always, uh, give us your warm-up here. What do you got? Excited to hear that last week the MLB finally came to a consensus yes. that they're actually going to be playing some games. Uh, I know our, our topics before on the MLB have not been so positive. Uh, but they're doing a 60-game season. You know, you're, you're playing 40 games uh, in your division, and then you're playing another 20 with another another division matched up there. Um, so it's not quite what we were hoping for at the start of the year, but 60 games better than zero games. But, uh, you know, even as we say that, just as sports are really starting to ramp back up, it seems like everywhere, like even Patch was saying, you know, Players are starting to test for coronavirus uh, in other places. You know, in the Nets, they're testing positive at D.C. United and the MLS. Right. NFL players, you know, hoping to play in that league. You know, people are starting to test positive there. So, you know, the return of sports, you know, we're all excited about it. But uh, definitely still is a little eerie with how many people are still getting the positive tests coming through. So, so hopefully those starts to dwindle down here shortly. Don't. Don't kill the vibe yet, Doge. Although, 
my hope is that I bring it up and then it stops happening. Okay, okay. I'm here for that method. I'm here for I'm here for that method. Sure. Get it out in the open. Get it out of the way. I like it. So the MLB is 20 interleague uh, matchups, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So like the. That's going to be they weird. Just did East, Central, West. I think that's what they did. Like the AL Central is playing the NL Central and so on. Okay. I know that's uh, DH for both leagues, too, though. Interesting. Yep. Okay. Which I do know. So. Well. All right. Let's move on here to the first quarter. The, the big reason why we brought old Pat here. The MLS is back tournament is just around the corner here. Games beginning on, I believe, July 8th, if I'm not mistaken. I know FCC, the game we care about, is July 11th, 10.30 p.m. against the Columbus Crew in the Hell is Real Derby. But uh, we're going to predict who is going to be advancing here from groups A, B, and C. And um, let me just go through the groups here, and then we'll go through our predictions. So... Uh, group A is Orlando, Chicago, Nashville, NYCFC, so New York City, Inter-Miami, and the Philadelphia Union. Group B is the Seattle Sounders, FC Dallas, Vancouver, and the San Jose Earthquakes. Group C is Toronto, the New England Revolution, the Montreal Impact, and DC United. Pat, we will give the floor to you first for Group A. Who do you think is coming out of that group with Orlando being the uh, the home city there? Um, so for me, I'm I'm just gonna pick group winners because I didn't prepare for the whole the whole nine. Oh, we're just going group winners, man. That's what we're doing too. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Because I know two teams advance, but for Group A, I'm gonna go with Philadelphia. Um, I think something that's gonna be super underappreciated coming in this tournament is uh, the rapport with coaching. They've had the same coach since 2014, so having that having that system in place for six years now is going to be mm-hmm. huge. Um, they made a, a big leap last year in terms of play, and they played really well. Um, and so I'm going to go with them. Although I think New York City FC has a dynamic attack that could really push the push the tempo. Sure. Um, we'll pass it over to you then, Doge. Who, do who are you going with? Are you sticking with uh, Philly like Pat, or are you going someone else? I am leaning towards NYCFC, just like Pat was saying. You know, they've got a pretty solid attack. Uh, the one really, you know, downside uh, for, for picking them to come out of the group is that they are just dealing with a, a new manager that came in. You know, he he did, you know, work with them for the first two weeks of the season before we just closed everything out. But, uh, you know, they were both losses, 1-0 losses, so... You know, hopefully right. the team could come back and, and recover from that. But uh, I still think it's just the all-around, you know, best roster in that group. And I think, you know, although they haven't had a lot of time to train together during this this quarantine time, I still think I see NYCFC coming out of the group there in Group A. Sure. Big D, who are you rolling with here? Yeah, so Pat, maybe you can uh, help me out with this. But as far as I remember, uh, Philly had a... Had a pretty uh, stingy defense, if I found yeah, that correctly. They're they're a brute, yeah. they're a brute force kind of team. Okay, because that that's who my pick is going to be. A little brotherly strictly. love, if you will. Oh yeah. So um, yeah, I mean, I think that defense is going to be huge, uh, just as far as kind of like what, going off of what you said, Patch. They've been together for a while, at least the coaching staff and head coach there. 
Um, so I feel like kind of getting your players offensively is going to take a little bit more time to gel than it is defensively, um, which is going to, you know, in my opinion, kind of hold true throughout this uh, tournament. And, I mean, you might see the offense pick up for these teams later in the tournament, but initially for teams to advance, uh, especially winning your uh, bracket, um, you know, getting out of the group stage, I think that they're going to win it based off that, that defense there. Sure. For sure. sure. Also, just to bounce off that to bolster mine and Bill's argument here, uh, <laughs> Philly does play Miami and Nashville, the two uh, expansion teams. So I think yeah. that's going to that's two of their three games are against expansion teams, which should really help them a lot. Yeah, absolutely, no doubt. I'm uh, I don't know. He has bring up good arguments for both teams, and I do like both of those teams. But for me, there's just something about. You know, like being a little familiar. I know they're not playing in their home stadium. They're not staying in their like their own beds, but just something about being like not traveling too far and you're not being like out of your comfort zone too much here. I'm going with Orlando to come out of this group. I think uh, overall this is probably the weakest group, which is why they have the most teams in it. Like you mentioned, there's the two expansion teams. Um, they're not very great. I don't. Chicago's not a great team, but. Um, you know, Philly, NYCFC are definitely very good clubs, but I'm leaning Orlando here just because of the home, the home court, you know, not necessarily advantage, but familiarity, I guess, because I don't know. I want to mix it up a little bit. I think you guys make great arguments. I think Philly's going to be a great team and either one of those clubs is going to like definitely take the second spot. So maybe that that Florida weather will help them out too. Right. That's definitely something that would be like a home field advantage type right thing. like the, you can't really change the weather in places but. right they're used to the heat you right. never know but yeah that's that is an interesting point all right let's move on here group b a little bit more of a juicier group if you will mm. um pat we'll go right back to you here who you got coming out of group b for me it's just it's hard not to be seattle um, coming <laughs> yeah. up the mls cup championship they got mls talent that's been proven they've got depth um, they're proven winners, and so for me, it's just a pretty simple pick to pick Seattle here. Jordan Morris uh, is, a, is a guy that I like to watch. And I think they're just a, kind of an organization, like I would say, like comparable to San Antonio Spurs. They just find ways to win. They find ways to make the playoffs, and they're always a solid team. So I'm going to rock with Seattle. Yeah, I'm going Seattle here as well. I think it's I, – I spent quite a bit of time trying to make an argument up for – some of the other teams, FC Dallas is definitely a good club, and I think they're going to be nabbing that second spot, but we're only talking about the top dogs here. Yep. And so I'm going Seattle just because Jordan Morris is playing, which is a huge, huge bonus for them. Um, something we talked about earlier on the pod with uh, Oro Fowler, potentially him not playing, but he is playing. Uh, so that's big for them, and I think that's going to be you know, a huge game changer. So I'm going Seattle. Um, Doge, are you gonna you going anybody different here? Or are you rolling with the boys? No, nope, I'm gonna echo you guys. I think Seattle's absolutely coming out of there. They uh, they're the reigning champs, and uh, for for good reason. They've got a pretty solid squad, so I don't see anything else happening uh, besides Seattle winning that group. For sure, Big D, clean sweep here. 
Yeah, it's going to be a clean sweep. Um, again, to just kind of reiterate the point, um, from from what I've seen from them, they're just a very solid team. They don't really have a whole lot of flaws, and you know they're able to kind of show the flaws of other teams, I feel like. like they, they're, they're able to capitalize on yeah. things that teams that they're playing, even though they might be just strong and, and have strength too. in a lot of areas, they're able to capitalize on their weaknesses, which is, I mean... Have you seen the Patriots and the Bill Belichick? I mean, that's what, oh, that's doing what that he does. So. You're doing that to him. No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, as far as the point of no, capitalizing on weaknesses from right. the other team right. um, and being able to adjust to that. So they can win in multiple ways, which, um, you know, I think is going to bode well for them in this uh, group play and then throughout the tournament as well. For sure. Um, deal, we'll swing it right back to you then here um, since we got the sweep. We're going uh, Group C here. Toronto, New England, Montreal, and D.C. Who you got coming out of that group? All right, so this isn't quite as analytical as the other ones have been. Um, Toronto is my pick just because when I visited uh, Toronto, it was a beautiful city, great time. Uh, For people who haven't been there, I don't know if you guys have been there, but it's a a hell of a town. I've heard that, though. Love the Canadians up there. Super nice to us. I mean, when we went up there, I mean, just a little quick story. They literally found out we were from the U.S. And they were like, well, you know, let's buy your pizza. And it was like a $35 pizza just because we were American. I was like, okay. So, um... Tell us wrong with free pizza. Yeah, I mean, like, it was 2.30 after the bars. And, uh, it was fun. So, going to Toronto, um, mainly because I I don't have a whole lot of uh, analytical input from the other ones, so... Maybe Pat. you guys can fill that in. Pat, give us some yeah. analytical input here. Are you backing <laughs> up free pizza in in Toronto, or are we going to have to maybe switch it over to a different team? I'm switching over to a different team, although, Dill, I'll give you some analytics to back you up. They have the best attacking midfielder in uh, Pozuelo. They yeah. added his new DP in Piotti. Um, both are going to be studs, along yep. with probably the best striker in that group, Josie Altador. But I'm going to go super, super sleeper. Projected to lose the group at most projections, but I'm going to go Montreal Impact here. Um, Thierry Henry's first season coaching, Mm -hmm. he's just goaded. And then you add a guy like Victor Wanyama um, coming over from the Premier League, absolute tank. I think he's going to dominate the league. And I think, like Dills mentioned earlier, defense is going to help win um, in the early group stage. Maybe not later when you get to the knockout, but Wanyama has a central defensive mid. I think he's going to control the game and um, I think he's gonna be he's gonna be super fun to watch. So I'm gonna go out on a limb and I'm gonna say Montreal there. Wow, okay. Montreal, old Thierry Henry, mm. famous handball. Think they're gonna bust out that move in this tournament, Pat? Uh, I, I I don't know. I heard there might be some VAR. There might not be some VAR. I'm not sure yet. Oh, I uh, I heard from old Kamish. He said we got it. It's it's here. Okay. Boom. Don't, don't worry. <clears throat> Old Donnie boy, let me know. Um, Gerber. Doge, you you making an impact here with Montreal, or are you going Toronto? I do think Montreal's going to make it out of the group, but, however, I think Toronto's going to win it. Uh, you know, the only way that they may flip-flop is that, unfortunately, Josie Altidore has actually had to go back to Toronto and had to leave the team in Orlando. Uh, has to sit out a two-week period, so... Ooh. He probably won't miss the whole beginning of the group stage, but he may miss the beginning, and that could, you know, affect it a little bit for him. But, uh, 
you know, hopefully he's doing all right and he can come back and join the team and everything will be fine. But uh, I still like Toronto's odds to win Group C. Pat, you gotta, I got to go stats team here because that changes my opinion a little bit here. And I think I know my answer. Is Paul Ariola out? Like I for, believe he is. For the season? He signed someone, I believe. Um, yeah, but like... Julian was... Gressel, they signed him, I believe, to replace him. Um, but I'm, I'm almost positive he's out. He might be he's back out for knockout sure. stage. But... He's out, he's out. Yeah. All right, never mind. from Atlanta. Who you got, T? I'm going, uh, I'm going, I'm running in the six with my woes here, Toronto. Okay. I think Montreal is going to get out, Pat, too, just because of old Thierry Henry. I think that's a huge wealth of knowledge for that team. But like you said, you kind of laid out the case for me there. They have two incredible, um, I think their designated players are international players, and either way, they're going to make a huge impact in this tournament with or without Josie, and if they get Josie back and they can win without him, then they're going to be a serious force to deal with. So even if they're not going to be this top spot, I'm certainly going to expect them to come out of this uh, the tournament here, even though New England was on quite a bit of a tear. Um, I think it'll, it'll boost some confidence as well if they can win without him. Absolutely. I mean, that's just like when you get him back, it's like, okay, if we can weather the storm while he's out, you know, when he gets back, I think we can really have a force. Um, so, I mean... Makes sense. All right. Absolutely. Patch. All right, yeah, boys. Who, who's your second one if we all think that they're pretty much going to be Toronto, Montreal getting out? Who's your second? I mean, I would, like TJ was going to say, Montreal's not super favorite. So I would say, I mean, it's tough not to pick New England with Bruce Arena. Although he's a terrible U.S. manager, he's a great <laughs> MLS manager. I know. But D.C.'s also got Bill Hamid and Goal. Um, mm-hmm. They have Ola Kamara. They got Julian Gressel, the Emil Assad. All these. They have a really good team. But if they had um, Paul Ariola, I'd be picking them to come out number one. I yeah, like him, I like him a lot. Bunch of new players together, so they don't have a ton of reps. It'll be tough for them. Pat in all that time that they could have had. Doge brings up a good point. DC has DC the corona. Yeah. Has the coronavirus. Yeah. That is true. You never know. Like. They could have asymptomatic <laughs> players, too, out there that might have to miss. That's true. Who knows? Um, all right. Well, that one's a toss-up, so maybe put a little cheddar on everybody in that group if you want to win some bucks there. We'll, <laughs> we'll hedge, 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 hedge. Um, yeah. <laughs> let's go uh, second quarter here. Moving on here. Predict the winners here for groups D, E, and F. Um, I'll run through the groups here again, then we'll do our predictions just like last time. Group D is Real Salt Lake, Sporting Kansas City, Colorado Rapids, and Minnesota. Um, <clears throat> group E is Atlanta, the New York Red Bulls, those boys up in Columbus, and FC Cincinnati, the boys. Uh, group F here is LAFC, LA Galaxy, Houston Dynamo, and the Portland Timbers. So, um, Pat, we'll go right back to you. Group D, who's coming out of that group? And give me a little reason why. Yeah, this is probably the toughest group, I'd say, in my opinion. Yeah. These stands for death. This is group of death here. Sure. Um, I, I can like see it. all four teams honestly going on to win the whole thing. That's how good this group is. Right. But... Mm. For me, I'm going to have to go Minnesota. Ooh. Uh, 
I love their defense. Tyler Miller coming over from LAFC last year. He's a great goalkeeper combined with Ike Opara. And then we even saw in the first two games this season, on the road, they won 5-1 and 3-1. So they were able to score even with probably the best defense in the MLS. So for me, it's tough for me. It's tough for me not to say they're going to make it out as the champs of that group, but I'm also going to go and hammer down. I have Minnesota winning the whole thing. Wow, he's going to hammer that down. Minnesota winning the whole thing. There's a hot tip there from Pat. So Minnesota. Get in on that early. Um, I like Minnesota a lot, especially for what you're saying, the defense there. They added Miller, the keeper, which is a great addition. But I'm going Colorado, man. They were really hot before the break, scoring three goals in both of their games. I know uh, Minnesota scored more, but I'm still going Colorado. I think they were... They're really hot, playing some good teams there, and I'm hoping they can roll through that chemistry. Just kind of picking somebody here to just mix it up more than anything, honestly. Because like you said, every single one of these teams can come out of this group. So, um, Doge, are you going anybody different, or are you rolling with one of these guys? I'm going Sporting KC. Oh, so, here we go. They uh, they actually missed the 2019 playoffs for the, for the first time in eight years. But uh, got a little chip on their shoulder. Came back and started the the 2020 season off with a 3-1 win and a 4-0 win against Vancouver and Houston. So they they came out hot. They were ready to play. They added in uh, you know another forward, Alan Polito. Um, so you know if they they've got a solid squad going into the tournament, and I think you know they they had a hot enough start that you know it seemed like they uh, they had the right chips to toss into the pot with this one. Sure. As long as you got the right chips, man, that'll get you there. Exactly. <clears throat> no doubt. Um, <laughs> dang, I hope FCC's got the right chips. We'll get there in a minute. Dill, yep. who are you going with here at Group D for uh, Dill? So I'm, I'm Dill. agreeing with, uh, with Doge and Sporting KC. I don't remember them having a, uh, a whole lot of games last year where they weren't in games. But I could be, you know, I could be wrong as well. I, I mean, it was a while ago. But um, I just remember, like, or I feel like I remember every time I was going through the the scores, checking on FCC and how bad they lost. Um, I would see that Sporting KC, you know, was was pretty competitive in the games, at least goal differential wise. Um, so I think that uh, just I don't know. I just have an inkling that it's going to be Sporting KC. So okay, got an inkling. I like the yep. inkling. Yep. Nobody's nobody's hot to trot on Real Salt Lake. Pat, you want to give them a case since they didn't get a case? Um, yeah, sure. I also want to just give you guys a uh, give you guys some some bonus points. Um, Colorado uh, T, they probably have the best free kick squad in the MLS, so that's going to help them a ton. And then Joe, Matt Bessler, um, one of the best defenders in the MLS, and they add Winston Reed over from West Ham. Ooh. Uh, that's absolutely huge for them. So they got a good defense as well. But my uh, Real Salt Lake, I'll just say, they have Giuseppe Rossi. It's going to be his Ooh. first season, so you never know what he can do. Yeah, holy crap, I didn't know that. Um, yeah, I wasn't sure if Bessler was still there. That's kind of why I was hesitant to pick uh, Sporting KZ, but I've always been a big fan of his. I wish he would have gotten more time with Team USA, but we've got some better center backs now. But either way, um, like you said, everybody can win from that group. So might be able to hammer Minnesota, like Pat said, come out of there with a couple, little bit of a little change in your pocket. So moving on, Group E. 
I don't know if you want to bet on anybody in this group, but I know we're going to be. Pat, tell me why we shouldn't pick FC Cincinnati, because we probably all are. Um, I'm not going to tell you not to. Let's freaking go. Freaking win it. Let's go. Absolutely. That's what we need to hear. But if you want some real reasons, uh, Columbus is an absolute beast of a defense. Great attack with Zardes. Magby coming over. Pedro Santos. Santos. Uh, Columbus would probably be my favorite. Um, but screw them. I'm picking FC Cincinnati uh, by a mile. Hammer the shit out of it. Hammer it, hammer it, hammer it. How many teams, Pat, answer me this question here. Just a quick little trivia. How many teams in the MLS have Yopstom? Um, if I'm not mistaken, one. It's just one, exactly. So I'm not worried. We're coming out of this group. <laughs> Worst case, he's going to just scare people off the field. Yeah. I mean, he's so I mean, huge. Though, if you look at it, we got Jurgen Lukadia, top three forward in the league. We got Kubo Yuyo, who's proven he was very good in two games so far. He's probably got better gelled with the team more. Then you add Harris Madunian, who was probably one of the top five defensive mids last season. On top of that, Team Beyond coming in. I mean, I think the, our biggest question mark is just going to be defense. And if our defense can play well with the Opstop coaching them, I think we're going to be undefeated, never lost of our ball. I don't know if you guys saw. I'll pass it over to you guys real quick because I'm sure you're picking it up to see Cincinnati, but I'll give you a minute here. But I don't know if you guys heard – um, Frankie Amaya's interview after like one of their first practices with Yopstom, and he's like, "Man, dude, like the intensity is like way up. Like this is one of my be- best practices I've ever had in my career. Like my body like really feels it too. Like I know that we're working hard because I can feel it. And I'm like, that's amazing. Like you just know that like they're, they're. I don't know if it is better training, but it sounds like they're getting better and harder training, which is sweet. So, um, Doge, you going with anybody but Cincinnati? Or are you rolling with the boys? No. Uh, I mean, if I had to play devil's advocate, I mean, Atlanta's probably the favorite that people would talk about to come out of there. But, you know, they're not going to have... Yosef. Uh, yeah, they're not going to have Yosef Martinez right. coming out of there. So, um, Big loss. I got yeah. to pick the boys. You know, we've had more time with Yopstam in training than we had... Uh, to prepare for a season without Ron Jans. Right. And we still, we still wound up only losing by a goal in both of our two matchups. Two guys that we were going to be playing here in the group, the Red Bulls and Atlanta United. So we showed that, you know, through adversity can hang in with both these, these teams. And it sounds like we're coming back as a stronger team coming into the tournament. So, I mean, look out for them. I think that, that it's very feasible that they could make it out of this group. Madunian had said Seam De Young is ripping it up in practice too, like really setting the tone for the offense. And we didn't have him for either of those games. So that could be a huge difference. Like you said, we've already seen him, but if we can add easily one of our best players now too, I think that's just going to be a big difference. Um, I'm going to go hot to take here with Seam. I think he's going to be the most impactful player we have in club history uh, so far. Who? He's going Seam to Young, most impactful player in FC Cincinnati history, is what he's going to say. Wow. So far. Like, so he's far, predicting that. He's it's like, so far. Once Lacadia gets that golden boot, we might think different. 
Not if he's just getting dimed up from old Seamy. Yeah, you're right. And if he's got some goals of his own. Either way, dude, I hope they both are up there so we can argue about it. That'd be great. Oh, like who's better? Give me that. Not like why are we like 50 games behind like last year? Yeah. Goodness. Um... It can't be the crew, Pat, so I really hate to hear that you say that, even though I know that they're really good. I just don't. There's no way we lose that, that night game. It's just, golly. If that was in Cincinnati. That's an opener, right? That's all right. Yeah. If that was in Cincinnati, we'd mop them. Dill, who are you, who are you, you going with? Are you you going to be the rational guy, or are you going team homer with the I'm rest of us? Being a freaking homer, dude. I, I, I really oh. do like our... our players on paper i mean did you guys mention uh i mean i don't know if he's honestly gonna play yes but uh tom peterson oh tom he better be playing he's yeah. a beast so um you know I, I like our additions we needed to solidify our defense hey we gotta shout out reggaeton while we're here man we we nobody got him he's a beast man as we well. need to have better on ball and, and possession skills in our midfield and we need better attacking strikers <clears throat> Thank God we got rid of anyway. So I really, I really do like what we have, and in kind of the way that we were able to address our, our weaknesses, like I mentioned earlier, um, as far as uh, other teams being able to capitalize on other teams' weaknesses. I think that we are ourselves as FCC uh, fans, and then FCC, you know, as an organization, I think they did that pretty well. Um, now, does that translate to the field? We'll have to see. But from everything that we're hearing with Yop, you know, I want to know what that pregame speech is going to sound like. Oh, I mean, if we get some audio from, you know, the locker room or on field during the game or some sort of like coach cam or something, I mean, I, I, I want to feel that intensity that Frankie was talking about. Um, and we can't fr- uh, forget our guy, Kakura. Kakuta Mane, dude. Mane. 12th fastest player in FIFA. So. Shouts out. That's impressive. I'm excited. I'm excited. Kakuta. Absolutely. We're probably the most fun team to watch just because there's so many question marks and we have so much talent on paper, but we also have so much, uh, like, lack of just gelling together. So we could be dominant. We could be absolutely horrible, but I'm going to go dominant for sure yeah we have a lot of bang we have a lot of banger bust on our our side which we're gonna bang 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 all the way home well bang bang shrimp baby sure we're in florida why not um (laughs) (laughs) um all right pat let's go here group f final group here that's group f for final um lafc la galaxy houston dynamo or the portland timbers yeah, so I'm gonna actually I'm gonna have to give my prediction and I'm gonna have to take off here just because I'm at the lake. Oh, perfect! Yeah, you gotta enjoy. This but is all we need from you. I, I'm going to go uh, LAFC. Even if uh, Baylor doesn't travel, they added Andy Nahar, Bradley Wright Phillips, on top of probably the best one of the best teams last year. Um, they're they're super they're super solid and they can win on the road, win at home. Uh, they're one of the tournament favorites for sure, but I don't see how they don't win that group, man. I was going 
galaxy here just because I Chicharito's a tournament kind of guy, you know. He he's he he's a little tournament loving scorn guy, and he's pesky, but. I'm also just picking them because it absolutely has to be LAFC, like you're saying, because they're just stacked. And I heard Vela and Chicharito are, are both attending, but I would like to... I'm, that's a see-it-to-believe-it for both of those guys for me. But, um, like you said, LAFC dominant, LA Galaxy very good here as well. So, one of those LA teams I'd go with. Doge, you mixing it up, going somebody different, you rocking LAFC as well. I'm going LAFC as well. Uh, Carlos Vea, you know, he had 34 goals, 15 assists last year. I mean, expect him to pick up where he left off. Yeah. He's just probably he's probably the best, you know, forward player in the league. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't see any reason that they shouldn't win this group. Absolutely. Dill, more of the same? You going clean sweep here? Or I guess if I'm not just picking somebody to pick somebody else. The two teams I, I am thinking of are probably going to advance are LAFC and Portland. Okay. But I have LAFC first. You guys have made uh, pretty convincing arguments. I have no reason to think anything of it. They're just going to score a lot of goals, I think. It's going to be tough to keep up with them. I mean, if you have good strikers or people who can put the ball in net... I mean, right. at the end of the day, you have to score to win, which, yeah. I mean, is pretty profound. But, um, yeah. I mean, like we like Doge said with uh, Yosef being out for Atlanta, that's a huge loss for them. Not even so much of like, hey, that's, you know, a, a great player. But it's like he's the one who scores a majority of their goals, I feel like. Right. He can finish in tight spaces. He can finish in... All sorts of different ways. Um, and LAFC has that has that uh, capability. So, Well, all right, Pat. We appreciate it, man. We'll let you go here. Um, anything you want to shout out or uh, say before you head out here? I'm just going to shout out FCC again. Um, I'm so excited for this uh, this opportunity we have to show the league that we're, we're here to stay. Absolutely. Well... We appreciate you coming on, giving a little MLS insight, and we know you got to enjoy the lake, so uh, enjoy it, my man. I'll be up there uh, shortly. Boom. See you guys soon. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Welcome to the clubhouse, Pat. We appreciate it, man. Peace. See you soon, Pat. See you, bud. All right, boys. That's how you do it. Let's, uh, let's move in to our halftime here. Um... We're not too far into this recording if we just want to call JP and keep it rolling. What do you guys think? <clears throat> Probably gonna Let's get him in here. Sure. we got to give the people what they want. So, Dill, are you going for a refill while we get JP on the line here? Yeah. And just a quick little show for the, uh, the fans. You know <laughs> what we're dealing with here. Dealing with... Big Lou! Yeah, Dill's been petting his cat the whole time. Dude, he is going in... Over here on this blanket. And uh, he's just been a good boy the whole pod so far. Which, if my other little kitty was in here, would not be the same. Because she's a little annoying when it comes to things like this. So, Well, but Dill, before you, before you get a refill, Dill, give us, doing? Give doing us a little halftime speech. We're in the halftime. We're already broken in oh, halftime. All right. We're, we're, so, the clock is ticking. 
Yopstom probably has a better halftime speech, but I'm going to try to do my best, okay? Oh, boy. So, Good luck. That's a for tough... the Cheap Seats Network, ladies and gentlemen, okay? Home. Do you see this right here? Uh, kind of. Okay, it is Facebook and Twitter. Start with Facebook first. The Cheap Seats Network. Simple, four words. Yep, it's also on the bottom there. You can see it if you're watching right the live dill. stream. Right so, under Dill. It's... Just point down. There. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, now we got that out of the way. Twitter is at the Cheap Seats SN. Ooh. And for? for this week, what does SN stand for? It's relative to what we've spoken about, and it's happening currently. Soccer Nation. Very close. You're one of two. Doge, reputable answer. What I was going to say was Soccer Nation. Soccer now. Soccer now. now. I'm out. He's out. Getting a refill. All right. Doge, what you got? Doge, give us the clubhouse here while I grab JP. You can find the clubhouse on Facebook. The clubhouse. Clubhouse is all one word. There on Twitter. And Instagram, you got the same handle. It is Clubhouse underscore TCSN for the Cheap Seats Network. Beautiful. All right. Um, don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, to get on our show. If you're listening on uh, Spotify or iTunes, hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button. Um, if you wouldn't mind giving us a review, especially if it's a good one, if it's a bad one, uh, I'd prefer if you just bite your tongue. Um. So we've also yeah, gonna have. Just call me. Just DM me. Yeah. If you got an issue, DM Doge. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He'll deal with it. And you don't want to mess with Doge. <laughs> um. So uh, we're also gonna have some merchandise coming out. I'm rocking some of it right now. Actually, pretty exciting. Little uh, quarter zip with the logo on the back here. Let me see if I can get a full. There we go. Either way. You, you get the gist. You got the logo on the back, logo on the front. So if you want to support us and get some merch and show off, you know, who you're listening to, what you got going on, we'd uh, we'd really appreciate it. Hell yeah. Oh. And we have seemed to have made a second guest appearance here. We're losing our, our other guest. We, we've hyped up these last five minutes. And JP can't. No. Terrible. Flake Peters strikes again. Wow. Flake Peters. Typical Pats fan. Well, we're going to keep it rolling anyway. Whatever. Unbelievable. Here's the uh, other guest I was referring to. Is he... Got kitty number two making an appearance. Looking oh, you got, you got everybody on the show, Dill. Exciting. Yeah, the whole fam's here. All right. <laughs> we're moving on to the third quarter. I hope you're enjoying that. That's not going to be comfortable at some point, I'm sure. Yep, we'll see. She forced her way in. Third, yeah, I bet. Third quarter. Uh, Cam Newton, ladies and gentlemen. No longer a free agent, signing a one-year deal here with the Patriots. Uh, I believe it's for the minimum about $1.2 million with incentives to go all the way up to hmm. 7.5, if I'm not mistaken. That's so ironic. Um. 
just the fine they got, but the one point one. Yeah, it's a, it's a good news bomb. Get rid of that news. Put in some yeah. good news. Get everybody hyped up. Forget about the cheating of recording of the Bengals. Did you? The major penalty they're paying is they can't record any sideline stuff. I guess anymore. Yeah. But we're not here to talk about the damn cheaters that the Patriots are. We're here to talk about Cam Newton and the future that could be. Yep. So uh, just give me your reaction to this signing here. Um, and really the question I'm asking is, do you think this puts them back in the driver's seat here to win that division yet again? Um, Doge, we'll go to you first. What do you think? I absolutely think this is the move that they needed to put them back into the driver's seat. Um you know, that's obviously different man at the helm of the offense. Uh, instead of Brady, you have Cam Newton. But they, they won their division last year. Until they're dethroned, they're still the champion of that division. So they're the team that people are going to be gun for anyway. Um, yep. It showed in the playoffs last year in the wild card matchup that the Bills and Josh Allen still have the – they still could have, you know, the big game jitters that, you know, a younger team would have. And I trust in Belichick in, in setting up an offense around Cam that's, you know, going to bring a lot of success. So, you know, if the question is health, you know, he's healthy now. We can cross that bridge when we get there. But I, I think we're going to see a lot more out of Cam um, than, than some people are, are expecting. Right. No, I think, uh, you know, obviously health is a big question, but... I think Cam's got a lot left in the tank. I think he's an exciting player. I think um, Ron Rivera is not known as, you know, Ron Rivera, the offensive coach. He's a defensive coach. He was a linebacker. They call him Riverboat Ron because he liked to risk it a lot on offense. That could have gotten Cam into some trouble. We know Belichick isn't really a risky guy. So I think everything bodes well for Cam here. I think this is a great spot for him. I think... You know, he never really had a lot of weapons in Carolina. They don't really have a lot of weapons in New England, so he's not missing out on much there. But he's got a lot better of a mind with McDaniels, who can help him figure out some plays. you got the Belichick locking down the defense. You don't have to worry about that as much. Um, you know, like you said, there could be some big expectations, but I think this will be good for Cam. And like you said, uh, you know, they were the favorites anyway, so they're, they're probably going to be, but... I thought the Bills had a chance with, with old Josh Allen to pull it off, but just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. So, of course, pass are going to be on top. They're going to win the division. What's what's new? Dill, who are you going with? Yeah, so um, I, I think that the Bills and Pats are definitely the two front runners of that division. With the Dolphins coming uh, in third by a distant margin, and then definitely, definitely going to be last, Sammy D in the Adam Gase Jets. Um, I think Jets. I think that they're going to be trash. They're they're going to be a three win team maybe. Um, anyway, back to the Pats and and what this signing for of Cam Newton means for them. I think this is a, a huge, huge signing. I mean, the fact that Bill Belichick once again beat the NFL every single every single team. I mean, I can't believe that somebody didn't pick him up earlier. But for him, he can do it cheaper now. And this is, I mean, at the end of the day, like, if he gambles on this, okay. 
if it doesn't you know work out, doesn't bode well for him in the end, okay, move on, figure something out. But I don't think Jared Stidham was the answer. It didn't seem like the Patriot players um, and people in the locker room were necessarily in on Jared Stidham, even though they stuck, you know, as far as the actual like Patriots coming out saying, you know, he's our guy moving forward after Tom, obviously, before this Cam Newton signing. Um, so, I mean, I think that if, if Josh Allen can continue his trajectory on improving as a quarterback, as a you know leader in that locker room, which the Bills have come out and said that he's just that kind of guy who just can lead a team, I have no reason to believe they can't be a 10 or 11 winning uh, win team, but I just think the Patriots are going to be the team that's going to be above them still. Um, so if the Bills are going to make it to the playoffs, it's going to be through the wild card. Don't see them winning a division. And Belichick has always found a way. When's the last time that we remember Tom Brady being under pressure throughout an entire season and getting hurt and putting him in positions where Tom Brady was, was possibly going to get hurt? Even though Cam's a different style quarterback, Belichick's going to be able to improve him on his you know, mindset and the mentality of a quarterback and he's just going to be, I mean, dude, he's an MVP quarterback, and they just got him for a million bucks. Yeah, it's Which ridiculous. is like, ridiculous. <laughs> so like we said, with the injuries, if he doesn't have the injury bug and he's healthy, um, I mean, this is potentially a 13-win team at least. You know, this is something that uh, the defense is as stingy as they were last year. Um, I mean, they got tired at the end because they had to carry that that team essentially for a while because offensively they just didn't have anything. Um, there were a lot of, a lot of games that the, the defense was so, I mean, killer games at the beginning. I mean, they had absolute well, stellar I mean, games. The, the Dolphins game pads everybody's stats at the beginning of the year when they were garbage. So it's like, I don't know. They weren't, they didn't end up being as good as they were when everybody was like, they're as good as the Buffalo All-Americans. It's like, they weren't that, they didn't end up being that good. I, I just think they got worn out. Sure. I think that was a huge part of it. So if you can have some sort of sustainable offense where, you know, if they can go on longer drives and they don't put the defense right back on the field, Cam Newton can make a play and, and get that key third down with his legs. Um, you know, that's something that I don't think Tom Brady's ever been very good at. I mean, he's great at so many things. but Fourth and one, bro, he's unstoppable. Yeah, I mean, best QB sneaker in the game. But... Um, I don't know. I just think Cam Newton's going to have a totally different mindset. I think that the way he's going to be able to play in games um, and actually start developing as a as a quarterback again, because I mean, Ron Rivera even came out and said, "Don't sleep on Cam," which sucks to hear him say that. What because a stupid! That's dumb. I think. I don't know. I think so many people are saying that Cam's going to be bad. Well, I think he's just going to – I think there's a, a very strong chance he's going to be injured again because he's been pretty injury prone. But maybe with the Patriots staff, they train a little better. They, you know, can get him under a better regimen. I don't know. I just think his decision-making is going to be so much better that he's not going to be put in those situations where he's becoming hurt. And the foot thing last year was such a freak injury that's like – I mean, that literally, like I said, I mean, that can happen to anybody. It just so happened, to, you know, to Cam. Sure. And then Rivera got fired over a terrible, I mean, that, so. I don't know. 
We'll deal with slightly unrelated, but you know the uh, the one other team that that spoke with Cam during free agency. Oh um, yeah, babe, the Browns, the Cleveland Cleveland Browns. Yeah. So what's what's up with that? I mean, they didn't offer him, but uh, so the only this other is... team to meet with Cam. Yeah, so I mean, like for them, I mean, I can't believe there aren't more teams involved in meeting with him. I think that's just everybody's got a quarterback, though. So, so this is why for the Browns, this is why for the Browns, I think that you couldn't sign him, is because last year, under Freddie, under the Freddie Kitchens experiment, you just could kiss Baker goodbye if you sign Cam. Yeah, I mean, like. Baker isn't going to be our guy for the for the you know any future, and like if you sign Cam, I mean he's I mean you know he's going to start over Jarrett Stidham. He's the day one starter on a team, um, unless he went to like the Seahawks Chargers. or. Um, I mean the char- that's a chart that it would be a team that should look into sign should have looked into signing him as well. I certainly, really think certainly. the Pats, the Chargers, and the Jags are really the only teams that should have really considered looking into him. Like everybody or, else has a young guy or an established guy for the most part. Like if if the Cowboys knew they're going to part ways Jets. with Dak, you know, and they're like, look, we but don't. want they have Andy Dalton though, right? And so that even then, it's still a weak argument for why that's you know would actually sign him. But as far as just meeting with him and talking with him, having these conversations, the Browns couldn't have done this and have any sort of potential with Baker moving forward. Um, I think with Stefanski coming in, they kind of have a resurgence. Like, okay, you know, it's not an inflation anymore of like, okay, he's he's proven himself to be decent uh, in the league so far, whereas Freddie Kitchens was kind of like just a guy that everyone's just like, Look decent in that NFC Championship game, boy. Oof. Yeah, I mean, one game, and then you have what? How many players that actually like? How, I how think. Do we know hold on, we're talking way too much about the Browns for what we're talking. Should be talking about a championship caliber organization. We're talking about the, the Browns. Browns. Yeah, I would be. like to point out this, my friends, was a great move by the Browns as a. Hey Odell, we'll throw you a bone. We'll look at Cam because they were working out a ton this off season. That's what that, I think this was, because you got to keep Odell happy. I don't not that he was like you know upset about Baker per se, but if he's working out with Cam a bunch, Cam's probably going, hey, get me a like a tryout or a peep. Yeah. And Odell's gonna go calling everybody because he's that kind of guy too because he loves his dudes. Yep. So that's why I think what really happened there. I, I would not look too much into it, but it could be Stefanski going, I don't like Baker. we got to find somebody else too, which is another option. Which yeah. I, he hasn't seen him that much, so I don't know how he would – unless he just looks at the film already, he's like, man, no way. But I, I doubt it. Yeah. I, 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 per, I doubt that a lot. I but. think the sophomore slump with Baker was very true. Um, I mean, I'm not going to praise Hugh Jackson at all. Too much Browns, bro. But he has shown that, that he does have some sort of offensive creativity. Not saying he can lead a team or whatever. Um, but just I mean, put his, a, it just he his, has never his, had a good coach. You just got to say that. You don't. Yeah. We don't need to. You know, it's that simple. Like he's had two horrific coaches, and that's all you need to say. Like Hugh Jackson might be creative, but he's terrible. Yeah. Freddie Kitchens is absolutely terrible. Head coach, yeah. 
Well, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. The, right. the guy who's in charge of your whole right ship. You, you know, I'm with you. I'm with you. All right, the potential's <clears throat> there. Go any Browns. A, any other Cam? Let's talk about winning teams. Any other Patriots options here? I think also, like, what if Belichick and McDaniel's just get in the booth? And they're just cooking up a Lamar Jackson-esque offense with Cam here. Just a lot of quarterback sneaks. They don't really have a run game anymore. They just it's just wham bam Cam all day long. I I would say no bueno to that. That would that would contradict every single statement I had as far as him being more of a pocket passer and using his offensive creativity, um, in his athleticism to help him in situations needed rather than focus solely on his athleticism. Well, just he'd still be able to throw like it'd still be the same thing and just be more, but he's going to be more prone to injury is my point is that that would avoid and and contradict that point that he's going to help him not get injured. Sure. I would definitely play the pass first option for him. I don't think I would do a whole lot of designed run plays for him. You know, uh, they're obviously, you know, giving him some some options there where, you know, if you drop back, nobody's open in the first, you know, five steps, then you can just take off. You know, there can be plays designed that way. But as far as running him up and down the field, I don't know if that's the best play, bringing him back from a foot injury. Yeah. And I, wouldn't, I wouldn't design my offense around that. He's not, he's not as shifty as Lamar either. Like Lamar, Lamar can literally shake a dude out of his boots, and it's like Cam maybe could have coming out of college, but especially with the injuries, he's what thirty? How, how old is he? Twenty-eight, thirty? I don't know. I just Cam's never real. I mean, I guess like you're, he's gonna have to take quite a leap, I think, to be a, a, a quality pocket passer to play in the old Patriots 30, offense. So I oh, I would think be, that it's going to have to be. Quite, I, don't, I don't doubt that they're going to change the offense for him. He's not going to be a pocket passer, no no run options, Peyton Manning type offense or Tom right. Brady type offense. But uh, it's. I don't see it being I mean, a they're first. They're going to redesign point. it to make it a little bit more mobile, give him some options to move around a little bit. But I don't think, as far as like designed run plays for him, I, I feel like you can't go heavy on those at all. I feel like it's I be, think. Go ahead. Belichick loves weird, quirky players like this and doing weird stuff and weird packages. So I think he's going to use it a bunch because he's never had a quarterback that can do this. So that's why maybe it's not going to be their main asset. But I think featuring Cam's running ability is going to be a huge part of their offense. It might not just be the Lamar load. Of it per se, it's maybe more of a Mahomesy like scooting out more of like Aaron Rodgers rolling out a lot. No, but I'm saying like he has. I mean, he's athletic though. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is good on the run. He can throw on the run, get out of the pocket, give him some extra time to develop those longer, longer uh, pass routes. Because Cam has a hell of an arm. uh, Where if he needs to bomb it six yards downfield, I don't think he does anymore, dude. I don't know. We'll see. The shoulder, bro. A couple, couple incisions on that bad boy. He's not going to be able to throw it as far. Yeah. So I don't know. 
He's still strong, big, what, 6'5"? Yeah. He's a huge dude, don't get me wrong. 6'5", big, strong dude, and, and a lot of your throwing power comes from your, your core and your legs, so I think that, I mean, he's a bruiser as far as... Patriots you know, don't really have the, the deep down the field receivers either, though, too, you know? like. But it could, it could influence way. it where they do now. Well, they got to go get those guys. I guess Mahomes knew. Just maybe. not the Patriot way. That's the problem. It's like it's just they're gonna they're gonna have a mold of what to do, it's and it's gonna, gonna work. Be, yeah, it's just gonna be bullshit. <laughs> like man, I hate it. I, I don't know what it's gonna look like, but I'm I'm certainly excited because I've always been a Cam Newton fan. Um, I love Cam. Yeah. I mean, he's he's entertaining on and off the field, especially the. I mean, everyone knows the one play call. Like, oh, I know you've been watching film. We'll watch this, and boom, touchdown to McCaffrey. Like. I mean, he's just exciting, and I think that on on the Patriots, people hate that they're gonna have somebody who has flair. Whereas, like Tom Brady is so like A to B, I can get things done and do them very efficiently. I think the flair will be gone, personally. Like I know that's weird to say, but Chad Ochocinco went there and didn't say a damn word. And I know he wasn't very good. He's not the quarterback. But they sucked all the life out of him, like, going to the San Antonio Spurs. Like, you don't say, and you don't get to not, you know, not that you get, don't get to be yourself, but it's just not the same. So I don't know if they're going to tolerate Cam's antics like that, per se. But I don't, not that they're going to cut him or anything, but, well, I mean, maybe, but I don't know. I don't think, I mean, if they still yeah, had AB. Works great oh. for some other people like that, though, like. Moss going there, it was great for him. Right. I'm just, but he wasn't loud and not like he was quiet though when he went there too. He wasn't like a much of a talker. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like I don't think yeah. Cam will have the same kind of uh, swagger or trash talking. Maybe he will on the field per se, but maybe he'll start with the media. I don't think he'll like have the Belichick. same. Um, Comes in with a hoodie and sweat. You know, that's that's his new look with Belichick. Right. I just think both of those guys, Belichick and Cam, are out to prove something. Belichick out to prove, hey, I can do it with somebody other than Brady. Cam Newton out to prove, hey, I'm not washed up. My shoulder does work, TJ. Um, I can still throw it, and I'm glad. I hope he proves me wrong. But I hope that they lose to the Bengals in the playoffs. If that's he can he can dink and dunk to James White and the other guys, and I don't know. I mean, I think that it's going to look a lot better than we think. I think it's going to look good. I just, I think those legs are going to be moving. It's going to be exciting. Yeah. A little read option, Patriots action. They're definitely going to roll some packages, I feel like, with Jared Stidham in there just as a as a decoy. Is this, okay, this is a weird question. Is this like the all-time Madden, like, move? Like, besides, like, obviously Michael Vick. But, like, this is, like, what you do when you want to get on Madden and you want to, like, have a good team. You just get Cam Newton because he can run. Obviously, he's healthy in that. Probably be Lamar Jackson or Mahomes now. But a couple years ago, man, this team in Madden would be good night. Yeah, it would be like a cheat code. Yeah. Cam was a beast. Because he can run over a safety. He can run over DBs. Probably not linebackers. Some linebackers he could definitely match up with. I bet he can. Some of them, yeah. He's big. For sure. So he's 6'5". Let's see what his weight is now. But we'll, we'll get there. Stats team is is on. You're the, on it. Yeah, is on the ringer. He's on the. Oh, okay. Wow. Well, not that ringer. I was gonna say 
Don't steal him from us. Jeez. 245. I mean, that's a solid mother. That's a linebacker. <laughs> Taller than linebackers. He's big boy. Jeez. All right, boys. Incredible. Doge, any last little cam peepage? I'm excited to see him play. Me too. I'm yeah. glad he got signed. Very excited about that. Yeah. I didn't want him out of the league yet. After oh. the Pats win two more. It's... Oh. With Cam? You say they win two more and Cam he's just out? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm just saying like I'm just oh, I'll like, be tired golly. I'll be tired of them winning at that point, even more so. It's like Jesus. Seriously? Like, like don't do that. We were so close to it being over and then it's like, nope. Like I just said, kidding. Once I thought I was out, man. They pulled me back in. Yeah. Extra uh, relevance. If they're in the NFC, it would be different because our teams are, you know, Bengals, know, Browns. Man. So it's like that's not an obstacle that we'd have to get through. I don't know. I think it would be like it just would be like it just would be a little different because that'd be like the last one. It's like the final. Right. They'd be the final boss. Right. Whereas they wouldn't have to be somebody you have to get like past. I right. Guess. So it's right. I don't know. It's like how you beat the game. Right. All right, we got to move on here. We got a yep. good fourth quarter. We're having too much fun here talking about Cam. Why not? Get your fours up. Get your fours up, Doge. Fourth quarter here. Mount Rushmore of Fourth of July traditions and activities. So a lot of fours here. Triple four. Fourth yeah, quarter. Four four four. Call Blake Mason. Four Rushmore. Oh my god. <laughs> um, That's enough. Yeah, he doesn't deserve that. Um, I don't know. So we're just going to give our Mount Rushmore personals of the four things that we like to do or traditions, activities, like we said, here on 4th of July. Um, so I don't know. We've wanted, let's just go one by one, or do you want to give all four at once? What do you think? We can go snake draft again. We haven't done that in a while, have we? We're going to draft them, or do you just want to say them? Or just in order? Snake yeah, draft. I mean, like, just snake draft. I mean, I, I don't know. Snake draft reveal? I don't know if we have... The same ones, so I don't think we'll be picking the same well, players. Maybe I'm going to take some of yours now. Yeah, I mean, if you're ahead of me in the draft, that's definitely possible. Certainly. Doge, I don't see yours, so you're the... He's a mastermind. I was keeping mine a mystery. Yeah, you're the question. He's trying to... I didn't know we were drafting him either. I didn't either until just now. I just well, made Dill it Dill just made a draft, was, and Doge, Doge has got his answers behind closed doors. We don't even know what he's going to pick. That's God, true. Dang. That's true. All right. Let's go uh, Doge. First pick here. Why not? Man in the middle. Um, who you got here for your 4th of July tradition or activity? Your number one Mount Rushmore activity. Number one overall. Grilling out. Grilling out. Yeah. That's a good one. I was so... It's so obvious I just overlooked it, to be honest. What? Get you some burgers and dogs... That's like two brats, some of the cheddar mets if you want to get crazy. Oh, oh yeah. And just really have a nice, nice grill out. You know, mm. maybe even cooking the ribs. Sometimes that's like an all-day thing, though. You don't want to have to mess with that. Just toss, toss some of that meat on the grill and get her done. Hey, we go full-blown pig roast at the lake. Yep. It's oh, per- yeah. it's pretty exciting. I was there for a. I had a miserable experience. That was a great, not a story for this time, but another, nope. another great story. Down the road. Fourth of July, Dill, nothing better. Um, in honor of that, Dill, we'll have you go next. 
you don't want to take over second second overall pick? No, man. You're giving it up. We trade you. We swapped. It's all you. All right. Well, these aren't in order on mine, so I'm, I'm going to, I mean, I think 4th of July, now that we're adults as far as age, not necessarily maturity, I would say. Some maturity, but not much. Um, That's a good call. Good call. I would say just getting, you know, having a beer, having some drinks with the <laughs> with the boys, with some friends, family, whoever it may be, that specific 4th of July um, you know, one of my favorite things is to do some sort of beverage intake game, whether it is flip cup, boom, fuck yeah, um, something to get the entire crew involved, you know, action. yeah, I mean, it, it sucks when one person, you know, is, is, uh, you know, not having a good time because they don't feel like drinking that day. And I'm not saying that you have to drink to have a good time, but I think that's what you're saying. I mean, on the 4th of July, that's like you let go, which is kind of foreshadowing from the previous story anyway. So, yeah, um, for sure. I think, I think anything (laughs) to get the crew involved around a beer, around a beverage of choice, um, you know, if it's a little, Whiskey Coke, if it's uh, tequila and Sprite. I've been on a gin kick lately. Not sure why, but I think that the floral aspect of gin has been hitting it nicely. Been making a nice blueberry Tom Collins. Compliments uh-huh. of uh, Odessa from... Uh, it's Odesso, right? Odesso, yeah. Yeah, I just said Odessa because I was going quickly. Odesso. Right. Um, you know, with a little blueberry puree and some gin. <laughs> I'm glad there's video of you doing that. I have it recorded. It's live. Just... Okay. Get so, out of here, guy. Get out of here. Anyway. Gin so kick. is yours just drinking? Yeah, his is just drinking. No. <laughs> yes, it is. That it's is, with, that no, is what it is. No, because if I'm by myself, I'm not going to just be getting hammered. Social. A little social beverage yeah, then. Social drinking involving games. Sure. Okay. I sure. love it. Um, for the third pick, little wraparound action here, boys. I got the I got the third and fourth. I'm going. Uh, let's just get this one out of the way, so that way um, we got to work a little bit harder here. I'm going. Just your 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 general sparklers. Light those bad boys up. They're crackling all over. You can draw your name out. You know, draw something funny. Um, so uh, those are a staple of any Fourth uh, of July up at Clear Lake. So I'm taking that, and I don't know. I don't. I mean, it's just clearly it's obvious the island at Clear Lake for me. Um, if you can get together with a group of people, kind of like Dill saying, get in the sun, get in some water, preferably on a boat, maybe get some sand in between your toes, celebrate America. There's nothing better. So that's my. Uh, Second pick there on the 4th of July is just, uh, I guess mine is Clear Lake, but I'm calling being on a beach. Just water involvement. Sure. Lake time, if you want me to get specific. but um, Dill, we're back at ya. Was that three and four? Yeah. Sparklers and the... Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. It was just so well 
drafted and orchestrated. I, you I know, just had him into one. I'm prepared. in late time. I'm yeah. prepared. I'm quick. I'm accurate. I'm deadly. Deadly accurate. What can you say, Dill? Okay. So for my is now fifth overall pick. Mm-hmm. But in the draft here. Second pick for you. Second pick for myself. Um, as an Ohioan and Midwesterner, going back to the uh, drinking thing, I guess, kind of. This, wow, is, this is sounding bad, but, um, you know, cornhole. I think that cornhole, if you got some... You don't have to add the drinking in the cornhole. You can just say no, cornhole. No, no, I know, but I'm saying it's on the 4th of July, that's what is happening. I mean, you can have a beer in one hand and you can toss your bags in the other and, you know, you can... Go and pick them up with one hand. That's an easy game to play, one-handed. Um, gets people involved. I mean, I've been in cornhole tournaments that get very intense, especially as the night come or the sure. day or night goes along. Uh, people get more and more intense about it just because of the beverages. Um, so yeah, cornhole it is. Cornholio, cornholio, Dozier. Little double pick here. What do you got? I know you said sparklers, but this is this is bigger. I just love going and catching a good firework show. Give me the big bomb. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I like you if you can get to an open place. Yeah. Where you can go look all around and see sh- different shows going on sure. all around you. That is always just peak because you can. Check out the Prime show that you're at, but then look off into the distance, see some others going off. Here's some other big boomers back behind you. So I'm going fireworks show. I think to, to piggyback off of that, Doge, that's a critical point, is that, you know, my favorite part, one of my favorite parts is when you start seeing the one party start theirs, and you start knowing, it's like, it's time, you know, and then this party starts. Well, competition and then, action. And then this party starts. And then you start seeing all the different places of people doing the fireworks. I think that that energy is just hearing stuff explode and seeing the fireworks visually, I think, is a key point that you made there. Oh, so. sure. I agree with you. Oh, for sure. sure. Oh, sure. Um, Doge again. Hit us with another. Yeah. Brother. I also just love me a good parade. Okay. Oh, man. That was my next one. Wow, wow! At least you got to pick to think about it now. Yeah, no, I got, to, but I got to go not, back to back. Not specifically the Clear Lake Parade, but I do enjoy that one. There's nothing but like I, a good I parade. I agree. Like seeing some bands, like seeing some floats, people throwing candy, elbowing kids to get the candy. Yeah, mm-hmm. knocking their asses out for sure. Big parade vibes. So that's my that's my third round pick. Alright, so with my uh my third pick here, <clears throat> this does directly involve Clear Lake, uh mainly because I haven't enjoyed this anywhere else and uh this is this is uh something to my heart that I take very seriously and competitively. Spike ball at the lake. Wow I didn't know what it was before. Maybe, what, two or three years ago, I got introduced to the Ball of Spikes. And uh, it's just something that, you know, when you have all the boats docked at the island and, you know, you have people coming up and you talking. Gotta let people, you got to let people know that we've got a little bit of different spike ball here. Because yeah, yeah, most yeah. spike ball is played on land yeah. or, on you know, maybe on a court. 
We've got a special floating water edition, so the diving ability is through the roof. Is, is prime time. Intensity goes is ratcheted up. Let's just say that. <laughs> yeah, there's there's definitely an intensity level that honestly I haven't ever played on land, and I don't care to because I've experienced it in the water, <laughs> and in my opinion, that's the best that there is. And uh, I I thank you greatly for showing me that. So. Hey, heck yeah. Along with many things at Clear Lake. But, shout out. T, you're next, bud. Alright, I got uh, I got one that I got quick off the rip. Then I'm going to have to do a little thinking here. So, the first one I've got right off the old noggin. And you can't tell me that you don't enjoy this. It's just a day off work, man. Just a day to get ah. together, just to be with your friends, your family, an excuse to just get together, throw a little bash, like you're saying, do some cooking out, do a little grilling, throw some fireworks in. So I'm calling that for my other one, and oh, an epiphany strikes. Sometimes you just got to ask your brain, what do you need? And sometimes you need a good old bonfire. Damn it! Little s'mores, little fire, little stealing them from Dill. This is amazing, folks. Back to back. Jack! Um, Campfire, there's nothing better. You little s'mores, maybe do a little dog action. Maybe you're watching some fireworks while you're doing this. It's it's an essential part of summer, and it's definitely great in the 4th of July. So I'm going campfire here. God, what a steal! Gosh, I mean, that's literally the player I was going to draft this next pick. So, I'm kind of pissed I didn't trade for the... You uh, traded up. I know. I should have. I should have done it. I Doge, I don't know if you saw in the, uh, in the doc here. I literally typed in late night. And I didn't type it in because I Can't had a high chance. Had a high probability of what was happening. There. I actually didn't look I at leaked, that. But I leaked that to TJ. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't want to reveal my sources, but Doge has been feeding me the whole time, man. So, (laughs) wow. This is Trash Can Jones. Sure. I think that uh, with that selection being swept under my feet right from me. um, Right from me. So, I mean, something, so we've kind of gone through the, the process of the day. The anticipation, yeah, we've done of the whole day. Right. So this is we're we're kind of winding down here as far as the last counts of the uh, day. It's probably after midnight or just around midnight, and uh, I've been fortunate enough to have a few Fourth of Julys um, at the lake. So with that being said, I would say either some golf cart rides and/or a pontoon ride. Ooh. You know, specifically pontoon on on Fourth of July, just because. Maybe um, just a late night ride. Yeah, you know, just a late night ride, depending on your sobriety, your, right? your vehicle of choice. Um, I think that you know one of the funniest things to do is is to go around and you know for me, I don't know the lake well enough to do it and navigate it directly to go to somebody's dock perfectly, but to see you go through the the pontoon and and uh, um, you know be the captain of the chair, especially with the captain hat, which you still have. Oh yeah, in the back of your car, if I remember. Oh, last geez. time I saw it, ready all the time. So, uh, Captain Teej, when he's at the helm, nothing doing better. The, doing the pontoon, nothing better. Yeah. I was gonna say, well, no, we'll let Doge go first. Yeah, we gotta let him get. I the have last an honorable mention, but it's—I don't think he'll pick it. 
I I knew I could save this one. God, I hate to hear that, dude. Shit. Because I feel like my family was was kind of the odd ones out that we would always tune in to the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. Oh, great call. So this is early day still. This is midday. We Exactly. Wow. I'm not working my way through the day yet. This is I midday. Like you tune in and you just watch Joey Chestnut eat 90 hot dogs. He's doing that again this year, quarantine style. <laughs> just absolutely absurd. It used to be Kobayashi. Yes. We're in the chestnut era now. Yep. But, I mean, you got to just tune in and watch those guys just pound some hot dogs over there on, on Coney Island. Now, I guess we're getting quarantine style this year. Yep. So, it was it was great when those two overlapped. You know competition. I mean? and, and those two were like, who's going to win this year? And, like, Joey Chestnut's crazy. been training very, diff- you know, very, uh, very hard. He's really going through his routine. And Kobayashi, we don't know because he, we don't know. So, <laughs> I don't, is Kobayashi competing? No, he's not in it. He anymore. hasn't been in it for a little bit. We're out of, we're out of that area. That's what, I was like, but, what? Yeah. You had me. I was be. like, they're bringing the boys back. For yeah. a little hot dog COVID action, yeah, this I love a, it. This isn't a you know regular jeans commercial. The boys are back down. So I was gonna if say, I, was Kobayashi, I would never eat another hot dog again in my life. No you, chance. You probably your stomach wouldn't be able to do it. I bet it. I mean, you've consumed over twelve thousand hot dogs in ten years. So. Oh my god, that hurt my stomach hearing. <laughs> do the training regimens like have you guys like heard? No, I mean, I'm not doing. No, 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 no. I don't need to hear it. I know about the dunk in the water. I know about the eating expansion. No, no, no. I don't. I, don't I got. Mean... I have an honorable mention. I want to get to. Yeah, that's topic related. Yeah. Topic related. Fourth of July activity tradition that I enjoy. Yes. Is the frantic nature of post parade or post activity of yes. we have to I'm get already, to the island. Morty there. We have to get to the island. Like we have to get a good spot. We're getting. We gotta get parked in. We gotta prep our lunch. We gotta have our cooler ready. So very lake specific. So maybe not relatable to everybody. But I know for me, that's something every year. I I don't maybe I don't look forward to it. But it's like something I'm always like. Here we go. It's the Fourth of July, man. We gotta get out there. We gotta get going. Everybody's gonna be out there. I don't know if that'll be the case this year, but that's a that's a hell of a rush. Yeah. I mean, like that, that especially in, like for you, I that endorphin like, rush. Uh, I mean, man, that is some high adrenaline activities, <laughs> especially for me because high I'm on, I'm on my own schedule, and typically we record later because of me being slow with getting things ready. There's just sometimes um, there's dill time. What are you gonna do? Yeah, it's just a different clock. Mine ticks eighty seconds a minute. It's like if you were like on like a different planet and that just the, the earth spun a little differently for you. It's like, hey man, I've only it's only an hour, but it's like, dude, it's like an hour and 50 minutes. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. So, but you know what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I mean, the uh, the low key like this is how to pack a cooler was essential last year, especially for some Yeah, we needed specific events, which was hilarious. Not going to get into that. No. Absolutely. All right. I'm recapping mine. Going buzzer beater. We'll go honorable mentions if anybody's got any. But I've got 
hitting up the island uh, with the boys and the gals. Um, just a day off work. Good old day off work. Yep. Uh, bonfire. And then I guess I should have said this one first. Uh, sparklers as well. So doing the old sparklers. Still, give me your recap yours, and then we'll go to Doge, and then we'll hit some buzzer beaters here, boys. Okay, so I'll go in reverse order. Late night ride. Wow. Pontoon or not. Late night ride. Yep. Some sort of uh, speak ball. Right? Spike ball? Yep. Yep, spike ball. In the water, specifically. <laughs> um, cornhole. And... Some sort of drinking activity with friends, people getting involved, social interaction, which none of us have had much of in the last three months. Too so, long. too long. I mean, that's something that I know that I've been uh, craving a little bit of. So, sure. Those are my four. Doge, <laughs> in Cleveland. You Still ready. It. If you want to repeat your four, and then we'll get out of here and oh, get yeah. to the buzzer beater. So my four are grilling out, catching a fireworks show, good old parade, and the Nathan's hot dog eating contest. That's a swall. That's a swallowed. That's a swole. Twelve picks. I'm I'm interested to see what fans are gonna think of this because I think Doge has got a mean set. I think I've got a mean set. And I have a weak set. I think Dill's not gonna get a lot of votes personally, but wow, that's why. Wow. That's just what I think. That's what I think. Just not me. I just think, no, I think yours is great. I just think we've just got a little bit, you know, so a little better. What do you, is, what do you want me to This is a key part to the snake draft is I didn't have back-to-back picks ever, and there were stolen picks. What are you going to, what's, who picked the draft order? Not me. We didn't flip for it. We didn't draw for it. Wow. I just... Came in second last year and got the short end of the stick. So, I think you just needed to prioritize your picks better. Your first, your first, or the second overall pick was just drinking. <laughs> this is making me sound very bad, Dush. Okay, and I don't appreciate it. And you know what? On that note, I'm going to start my buzzer beater. Start it now, right now. So with some takes here, with the MLB coming up, the Orioles and Marlins are going to be the worst two teams in the MLB. Hot takes. The Yankees and the Angels will be the best and tied for first and wins in the AL. And I believe that the NL leader... Mike Trout's going to the playoffs, dude? Oh, who do they have as the coach there? I'm just making sure. Uh, Well, sorry, manager. And both of my teams... It's Joe Madden, by the way. Tampa Bay and Cleveland are going to make the one and two wild card in the AL. Tampa first, Cleveland two, and the NL leader and wins will be the Braves. Dang, which isn't a terrible. I mean, like these aren't hot takes, but I think that they're t- takes right now. They're on. They're on the grill at least Fourth of July. Yeah, they're like the frozen patties you just put down. Yeah, they're sizzling, but they aren't cooked yet at all. They're not cooking. No. Grills up to ten. Who wants to go next? Teach Doge. Um, 
Doge, you go ahead. Yeah, he's ready. He's he got a little. He's you jumping got, at it. You got something here for us. I know he's you do. He's cheesing up there. He's no. He what you got, Doge? While we're on the topic of baseball, yeah. I'll bring it over to the baseball that is actually still being played right now over in the Korean baseball organization. Uh, my Deuce and Bears tied with the uh, with the LG Twins right now. But they're still sitting four and a half games back from the NC Dinos, fan favorite, league leader. Uh, we've got the Kiwom Heroes splitting the gap at two games back, and then it starts to drop off a little bit. But uh, still a lot of baseball to be played there. Uh, you can catch those games anytime you want, on demand, on ESPN. So, Ooh, so all right, I don't know if you guys knew this, but did you know that only five teams made it to the playoffs? For? In the Korean League? Yeah. yeah. And then the top know. seed gets an automatic bid to the finals? Mm-hmm. So the, the top seed overall in the regular season is huge, so much more critical than our baseball than anything else right so that's a good race up there i'm glad you mentioned it josh figured it out oh yeah thank you teach well judge yeah doge doge aaron judge um teach i have got um so ladies and gentlemen i want to say first and foremost that i'm not wearing a jersey today because sports are coming back so before our next pod there will be sports so I'm not wearing a jersey this time, so thank goodness. I was going to be wearing, <laughs> and I didn't want to have to bust it out, because when you bust this guy out of the closet, whoa, come on now. Deion Sanders Braves jersey was going to be coming out here, so that's the tone we were going to have for this buster beater. I will I will admit it's in the waiting room. It's here, it's and here. It, and it looks great. It's here. but It, it looks we, very great. How did it rep the boys? A little clubhouse merch here. Um. <clears throat> all right. What is it? What you got in your mind? I gotta look her up here again. Make sure. Make sure I know what I'm. I'm peeping here. Live action, ladies and gentlemen. This isn't a lie. This isn't a flaw. This is making sure we have the most accurate information available. <clears throat> Stats team is in with the quote. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't going to have to go with an up-to-date live one because the one I have is is an old story, but it's still a good buzzer beater. So yeah, I'm waiting. This is about LeBron James's offseason um, as a Cleveland Cavalier before he went to Miami. Now I'm not going to talk about the decision, Dylan. I'm not going to bring that up. Don't want to hurt your feelings, but it's literally a decade ago. There's two. Two great stories about this free agency that I think will live down in infamy. One is that Joe Kim Noah, old Florida boy for you guys, um, he was in charge of recruiting for the Chicago Bulls. He gave LeBron James a call and never heard back. So there's how that recruiting went. Um, speaking of bad recruiting... At least these guys got a meeting, but you'd think if you get the meeting with the king, you're going to treat him like a king. But the New York Knicks apparently wore the front runner, according to Bill Simmons, before they had the decision video and the movie and before that meeting. And the meeting with the Knicks went so poorly that he was like, absolutely no way, i got to rethink my whole plan. So... I just want to point that out to all the Nick fans that have had such a great 20 years. Like, finally something 
that you guys can, you know, be poked fun about because um, it's been such a, a great ride for you guys. So, um, no, I just feel bad for the damn Knicks. Um, maybe you guys will get somebody now. You have, like, legitimately smart human beings, World Wide West and Leon Rose there, LeBron's agents at the time of the decision. So, if you want to know how important those guys are, that's just a little tidbit right there for you. Could be so. for uh, foreshadowing for post-Lakers. Well, chapter five, or I guess six, if you really counting. But Teach, did you see the the story about Pat Riley and Bosch when he was recruiting that team? No. So when they were recruiting Chris Bosch to come play for the Heat as well, along with LeBron and Dwayne Wade to make that uh that big three. Right. <laughs> Pat Riley gave Bosch his 2006 Miami Heat championship ring. And he said, you hold on to that, and then you give that back to me when you win a ring of your own. Do you want to hear a better story about Pat Riley's rings? Let's hear it. After they won that first championship that he was going to give that ring back, Pat Riley brought in all of his rings into the building to show all the guys all the different styles so they could pick a style and what they'd like. And somebody just threw the box away. Like, what? all of Pat Riley's rings were thrown away in the trash. Like, I don't know who it was or how it happened, but every single one. So there's somewhere, maybe, I'm sure maybe it was some intern just ganked him. He was like, dude, these are just sitting here. Are you serious? Like, And they got thrown out. Right. But either way, they can't find him. He doesn't know where they are. So wild so wild wild. stories about the rings and in the, in the Pat Riley there in the heat. But Did he ever get him back? No. Not those, but did he get new ones made? Probably. Yeah. Probably. He's Pat Riley. Right. If he wanted to, he would. That We'll put it that way. And Dwayne Wade. Yeah, an old D-Wade. Um, all right. <laughs> Dozier, thank you for being on. We appreciate it, man. Can't wait to see you this weekend. Looking forward to it, bro. Looking forward to it, brothers. Thanks uh, for having me on. Absolutely. Big deal. Thank you for being on. We appreciate it as well, man. Absolutely. It's a pretty good pot, I feel like. It's uh, good stuff. Good live stream. I feel like this one went much smoother. Yeah. And maybe, but nothing over the typical yeah. stream. Just the four-second delay that you need in case any expletives or things need to be bleeped out. So. Right. Right. Well, either way, that again for being on the show. Um, we appreciate it, everybody. This is The Clubhouse. <laughs>